Hey everybody, welcome to Warrior Talk. This is Sean Wilson. This is Matt Stewart. And uh, we are very excited to have you listening again. Matt, uh, how was your week? It was good. Uh, open gym started for the basketball team this week, so we're right back at it. How was yours? Very good. Uh, just for any confusion out there, Matt Stewart is a basketball coach at Danville, and Sean, myself, I uh, coach soccer at Danville. So we're Excited just to be able to share our passion of Danville sports with you guys and um, anything else that's going on in our in our minds and our hearts. Uh, We'd like to just thank everybody for all the clicks. You know, even if you didn't listen to the whole podcast, it means a lot to us. All the comments we've been getting uh, at the games has been awesome. Uh, let us know whatever you would like for us to talk about, anything and everything. Uh, it's it's been quite the whirlwind in just one week. Yeah, we're pretty I mean pretty amazed at the responses. Um, I think the last time I looked, we've had over 300 people take a stab at listening to us, which is mind blowing. And this is definitely a dream I think that Matt and myself have had for a while, just wanting to get our feet wet in the podcast world, sharing our love for sports, sharing our love for whatever else it is that's going on. So, agree with Matt. Thank you guys very much for listening, and uh, any any insight that you might share with us, uh, we would definitely uh, be appreciative of that. So, let's kind of just jump straight into the week of sports at Danville High School. Um, we had some girls golf going on. Matt, what can you say about that? Uh, on, uh, I forget what day it was now, on Monday? No. Monday. Well, they had a game on Monday. They did have a match on Monday at Browns Rivers Cascade. Unfortunately, we don't have that result, but we did have get a result from their match against Greencastle and South Putnam, and we were happy to say that the girls' golf team beat both teams. So their season, it, obviously getting better. Yeah. So, and I've then, never been to a golf match before for a high school event. Is that something that... Anybody can attend? Absolutely. Uh, I went to quite a few uh, boys' matches in the spring uh, and early summer this past year. Yep, you just go out there and you can walk along with the uh, players and just kind of watch as as you want. I mean, cool. kind of go in between holes, everything. It, it is, it's relaxing, a lot of fun. Get a little bit of exercise in while you're at it. So. Yeah, we've had a great you know, summer uh, probably awesome opportunities just to be outside. Uh, also on Monday, we had boys tennis versus Plainfield. Unfortunately, the boys tennis team dropped that match 0-5, but Plainfield, being, they're always very, very good at tennis. Uh, from what I understand, we have a young tennis team as well. So it, there's no surprise there, but I know Coach Foster is, is just looking to make sure his tennis team is... Right playing well by sectional time. And we understand as coaches that sometimes it's not how you begin your season, but it's what you can do when you have to grind it out, when adversity is coming your way, and really, yeah, what are you doing by the time you get to sectionals? Uh, also, girls soccer had two matches this week. Uh, came out with two victories. Congrats, girls team. We had lots of goals scored by Maddie Deckard. I believe that that is something that we will be saying 
every week. Uh, yes. Maddie just seems to have a knack for finding the back of the uh, the net, and she is just uh, on fire, I think, right now Absolutely. with what she's wanting to do on the soccer field. Coach Adams should be pretty proud of what his team has done. We were both able to get a chance to watch some of that Covenant match on Wednesday. Um, looked like Danville was handling them pretty well. Covenant made a, a good comeback. Yes, they did. Made it a pretty pretty good effort, um, but it's cool to see our girls' team just kind of hold on and squeak out that win in that game. Uh, I'd like to highlight Jenna Cower on the Covenant game. She scored two goals, one a header. I don't see too many of those at the high school level, at least in my experience. So, Which is pretty small. Yeah, it's, it's very small sample size <laughs> in, my, in my experience, but it, 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 they are a lot of fun to watch uh, in the small sample size that I have my niece who also plays for the team. So yep. I'll be out there quite a bit to be able yep. to watch the girls' team. All right, Matt, we also had volleyball going on this week. Yes, they got uh, 2-0, started their season off 2-0. They visited Cloverdale on Tuesday, won that match, and then Plainfield visited on Thursday night, and they were able to squeak out that one in five sets. It was wow. a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you what, volleyball is a lot of fun to watch because you get some really long rallies, mm -hmm. and honestly, it's a game of runs. Right. Like, I'm telling you, it'll be one team will score five in a row, then the, next, the other team will come back and score six, seven in a row. It's a really back-and-forth right type match they're a lot of fun to watch yeah we got back from our soccer match on thursday and i uh, got a chance to to peek in at the volleyball game and the energy and the intensity of what's going on in the gymnasium at that moment is pretty awesome yes absolutely those girls they they play with a lot of fire passion it, the bench is into it at all times which i can't tell you as a coach is unbelievably right. important to make right. sure everybody is into the game. Uh, I think Coach Thomas has a good thing going there. Yeah. So boys soccer also had two games this week. Got the chance to see those uh, firsthand from the bench. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get the results that we were wanting this week. Uh, we ended up losing to Covenant on Tuesday night for our home opener. Uh, it was a hard-fought match. Scott Halfaker and Zeri Gerber both were able to score goals, but we ended up losing 3-2. to two. Covenant is one of those teams that uh, was ranked going into that game number three in the state in Class 1A, and I feel like that they have the ability to really uh, play play anybody in the state and, and get the, the victory that they desire. So while it was difficult and frustrating to lose that game, it was great to see uh, just a young group of guys come out together. You know, we lost uh, nine, ten seniors from last year's squad, and so uh, it's exciting to see how that team is going to build and uh, rally together. And then our second game of the week uh, was a tie against Speedway, and uh, the lone goal for us, it was 1-1 tie, was by Scott Halfacre as well. Uh, pretty proud of that young man, and just excited to see how he continues to grow. Uh, and then on Friday nights, uh, yes. last nights, the uh, football Warriors got underway. It was an exciting, very, very exciting uh, game. Uh, we got the win 47-13. to 13. Uh, Most of that scoring came in the first half. I believe only one touchdown was scored in the second half between both teams in the second half. But nonetheless, uh, it was a great game to watch, uh, good crowd. Uh, the student section was awesome. The mob really yep. showed out. Uh, USA was the theme, so you saw a lot, a lot of red, white, and blue out there. 
I mean, it's pretty exciting to see five touchdowns in the air. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I, I can tell you, I'm, I feel like I'm further removed, but I'm only, you know, 10, 12 years removed from high school, and that was just not the case. You didn't right. throw the ball all around the yard like that. Uh, at least you didn't see it as predominantly Correct. as you do now. So seeing the ball in the air that much is a lot of fun to watch. Right. So uh, five touchdowns through the air, you know, Toby Highland, first first uh, crack at quarterback, looked awesome. He made a lot of plays with his legs too. Right. Uh, it, it was good accuracy, especially with his deep ball. You could see it right away, the very first play of the game, a little out-and-up route to right. Zach Lucan, almost scored. It was it was, it kind of set the tone for what Danville wanted to do offensively. Well, and having Ben Stevens as a receiver uh, doesn't hurt you. Yes, at all. Yeah, and you know Ben had three touchdowns last night. Uh, Zach, Ten yards through the air. Yeah, Zach Lucan with a touchdown catch, and then Alec Burton with the first touchdown catch of the night. I'll tell you, Alec, you know he's maybe not as fast as Ben Stevens, but the guy catches just about anything that's right. thrown in his general vicinity. He's a big target, 6'5". Right. Uh, it, it, we knew this going into the season, what kind of air attack right. they were going to have. Right. But I also want to point out, you know, for that to work, their offensive line has to be able to protect the quarterback, and they did an excellent job last night along with the running backs. And they also had a good enough run balance to – to counter their air attack. So if, you know, defense is going to play cover two, cover three, right. they're going to run on you and they're going to do it well. Both Alex Skinner and uh, uh, name is just absolutely, there we go, Chandler Schubert, both with a running touchdown of their own. Uh, offensively, they, they just, they seemed like yeah. they were clicking early. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, one thing that we want to share with you guys right now, just a new um, highlight to our podcast. We want to we want a chance to interview Casey Woods, and uh, he was kind enough to to let us know that that'd be something that he would be interested in. And so uh, Monday, we're gonna get a chance to sit down with Casey, and uh, we're looking forward to sharing that interview with you. And if it's something that he uh, has time for, and he's able. Uh, just to meet with us, it would be. Uh, I think it would be something that I think we would all really enjoy on a weekly basis. Uh, we we see Casey on the sideline. We see his passion. I know as a soccer coach coming out sometimes to the turf for practice, you are seeing the end of football practice. And uh, Coach Woods is just a very exciting fella, and so just looking forward to hearing more about what makes him tick, what what excites him about Danville football and uh, hopefully giving uh, our audience an opportunity to get to know uh, the man underneath the awesome hat. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's about as energetic as it, as it comes. You can see it on the sideline. He's running, li literally running, right. borderline sprinting up and down the sidelines when something happens. It's infectious, you yep. can tell, uh, and, and you're absolutely right. He's just He, he just kind of brings this energy to not just the football team, but to the, the entire school and the community, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. All right, guys. So just looking ahead at next or this upcoming week in Danville Sports on Monday, we have a girls' golf match versus Plainfield at home. Boys' tennis away at University. Girls' soccer is home against North Montgomery, and um, the girls' volleyball 
is away at Speedway. We would encourage you, if you have a chance on Monday night, come out, support the uh, the Warriors, whether that be a golf match or going to one of the high school uh, soccer games. On Tuesday, the girls' golf team is back at it, but they will be traveling to Crawfordsville, also with Western Boone there as well. The boys' tennis team will be home against Northview. Then the boys' soccer team is back in action at Southmonts. And then the volleyball team, all three levels, freshman, JV, and varsity, is home against Owen Valley with the freshman team actually playing Covenant Christian. Then on Wednesday, we have girls' soccer again versus Plainfield at home. Boys' JV soccer goes away to Cardinal Ritter, and then the girls uh, will follow up uh, the varsity with a half of JV play. And then on Thursday, girls' golf again, busy week for them. They are at Monrovia against North Putnam as well. Uh, the boys' tennis team it will be at Lafayette Central Catholic, never a fun drive. Boys' soccer, they are home, the JV against Greencastle with the varsity to follow. And then volleyball will be traveling to North Montgomery. Then on Friday night, the Warriors head down to Lucas Oil Stadium to take on Mooresville. The game begins at 6 p.m. I believe that you can still purchase tickets, uh, contact our athletic office, and they will be able to point you in the direct, right direction. Okay, again, on Saturday, busy Saturday, boy, boys and girls soccer, JV and varsity, will be at Lafayette Jeff. Uh, the JV football team will be home against Mooresville, and the cross-country team will also be having a meet starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. All right, guys, we put out a, uh, a little poll question. We didn't get a whole lot of response on that, but that's okay. We're still working on it and trying to get some more interaction from you guys. Uh, basically, the poll question was this, um, which is easier to train for, to hit a home run, and I'm assuming in a major league ballpark. I think that's a fair assessment. I saw it somewhere, and I had to post the question, so, yeah. Okay, so we'll just say, what is easier to hit a, what is easier to train for, to hit a home run in a major league ballpark, or to dunk the ball on a 10-foot goal? You thought that this was a, pardon the pun, a slam dunk question that the obvious answer was? Hit a home run. I really believe that it would it would be easier to hit a home run than it would be to dunk a ball. And I I think I think you're wrong. I I I, I understand your your argument would be that to be able to slam dunk everything has to do with genetics, how tall you are, what your leg muscles are able to do. But I just feel like with adequate training, which I know you're going to say the same thing with the home run, but with adequate training, with leg muscles, with jumping, that you could eventually be able to slam dunk a ball on a 10-foot goal. Now, it won't be pretty, and we're not looking for Dominique, you know what I mean, taking the tomahawk to the goal, but we're talking just one hand, barely getting it up, slam dunk. I think that is far easier. No, no way, because, all right, the height of probably an average, let's just go average American is probably under six feet tall. Okay. How many under six foot people do you know that can probably dunk a ball? Not many. You're right. Not many. You're right. And I know a lot of really good athletes under six foot, but they still can't dunk a ball. You're right. right. Now, whereas home run and my baseball people, I already know I have one friend that's going to be like, no, it's so hard to even hit a ball. Agreed. But I can, I could probably legitimately train someone to actually hit a baseball and then get strong enough to hit a home run, where 
a dunking. I I can't I can't teach you how to jump. Like I can maybe get you a couple inches on your vertical, maybe. Right. I don't I don't see it. I've played enough softball to see people that cannot even hit that super far, let alone trying to hit a smaller baseball coming at you 70, 80, 90 miles per hour on a field that, what, 370, 370 feet? Does that sound about fair? Mm, maybe a little, a little shorter. A little bit shorter? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, unless we're taking them a mile high, right, in yeah. Colorado, I, I mean, I just, maybe the answer to the question is this. They're both hard. It's both they're, very and, difficult. And, and really, the average person is not going to be able to do either. Correct. Like, right. I mean, I got, I just, I feel like one is based on pure, like, genetics. Right. Like, which right. you can't control. Right. Versus one is based on how much training you're willing to put in. Right. And then... Just getting stronger, which you can get stronger. Weight room. Yeah, but you lifting. can work on your 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 uh, vertical jump as well. Yeah, but not to the point. Like, if I'm a foot short, how, am I really going to put 12 inches on on my vertical? Yeah. All right. Have I swayed you? You have not swayed me. I think they're both impossible. <laughs> so maybe maybe this was the the dumbest question we could have even asked and talked about. Hopefully, you know what? It could have been. Hopefully you're still with us. Uh, one thing that we would really like to do um, in our next episode is have a poll question, which we'll put on Facebook, and that would be the top five sports movies Absolutely. of all time. Love this question. Love lists. Now, do we need to have this caveat of a like what is a sports movie like what what quantifies a sports movie because i mean you have people out there that would call die hard a christmas movie i do i call it a christmas movie all right now i do too just to irritate the christmas movie people but <laughs> i mean when we're talking about a christmas movie i know that there are people that will say die hard but the reality is it's not a christmas movie in uh, face value, I would agree with you, and I'm kind of with you. Like, yeah. I like to annoy the Christmas people. I think it's just a movie that happens to take place during Christmas time. Correct. So there's a Christmas party. Yes. Hans Gruber. I mean, yeah. it's my favorite Christmas. I would I would agree. Well, we're not here to talk about Christmas. Movies. Correct. We're talking so about sports movies. Back back to sports movies. I think some people would consider. As blaspheme as this sounds, some people I don't think consider Caddyshack a sports movie, which I agree with, and I would say Caddyshack is a sports movie. I agree, it's my fa favorite. And maybe it's because the 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 plot line is run through a sport. Correct. So you go from beginning to end, and golf is the catalyst that takes us through that entire movie. So agree. maybe we would have to say that in order for a movie to be called a sports movie, the sport itself has to be the catalyst to get us from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. I heard uh, I listened to a Bill Simmons podcast called okay. the, the Rewatchables. Okay. Fantastic podcast. Okay. If you ever get a chance, and they were talking about Jerry Maguire. Uh huh. And they and that they posed that question: Is Jerry Maguire a sports movie, right. or is it a rom com? And 
I know I had I always considered it a sports movie until they proposed the question. I right. was like, you know what? There's an argument to be made there that it may not be a sports movie. I still consider it a sports movie, but you're right. Sports, him being a sports agent, right. is what centers around right. the entire movie. So I would still consider it a sports movie, but you got to okay. ask yourself those kind of questions. All right, so basically, audience, what we're looking for is for you to submit your top five sports movies. Uh, Matt and I are going to get a chance to look over those lists. Uh, maybe even share um, a couple lists here or there. Uh, maybe maybe if we have a very compelling list author, we might invite them onto the show that week. You never know. And get a chance to maybe ask them the why behind their sports movies. And again, lists are awesome because there are no wrong answers. It's whatever you think. Well, I disagree with you. There will be a correct answer. <laughs> there will be a correct and answer. My five will probably be that answer. Okay. Um, kind of coming off of that sports movie, last week we spent some time talking about fantasy football. This week we know that college football is just on the horizon. A few weeks away, the Buckeyes will take on the uh, Indiana Hoosiers hoop, hoop. at... Bloomington, pretty right. excited about that. It's kind of a weird beginning to the football season yeah. if you really think about Especially it. Especially in the Big Ten. A Thursday night, right, a Big Ten opener for the opener, Yep. and it's away on a Thursday night. So uh, excited about that. Let's just kind of jump in with the Big Ten, um, Ohio State, Indiana. I mean, I know you're a Hoosier fan. Correct. I know I'm a Buckeye fan. Correct. I feel like we're pretty biased in what we we're going to say but can you rise above that and give us maybe a good idea on what you think that game will look like? I don't think it'll be much of a game, at least final score-wise. I think a lot early on in any sport, it can go one of two ways. Because it's the first game, right. there's gonna it could be a little sloppy. Sloppy game favors the Hoosiers. If Ohio State is even at 75%. I think this could be a runaway early. Being at Indiana will help a little bit. But, I mean, it is the Buckeyes now. Indiana's given the Buckeyes a run for their money the they last have. couple seasons. They have. There are definitely some teams as a Buckeye fan that I do not look forward to seeing Indiana at Indiana. It is one of those that just makes me feel a little bit nervous. I don't know how nervous you should feel. Well, I don't, but yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to make you feel better. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think Kevin Wilson being the... Uh, Offensive coordinator yes, now. I mean, there there's a level of... I feel like he wants to stick it to his old team. Oh, no doubt. Um, I feel like JT Barrett, I feel like he's been there for at least 20 years as at a least. quarterback. So he's surely got everything on lockdown. He's a Heisman... Uh, potential. I'm uh, pretty excited about them. So, Big Ten, I mean, what do you think? I mean, It what, starts what, and ends with Ohio State. I mean, well, they've been in the playoffs all three years? The last three years? Two? I mean, well, either way. They were they were invited to the playoffs last year. Yeah, I don't correct. know if they came. So, it, it begins and ends with them. The next, you know... Three, four teams is where it really gets interesting. For me, I still like Michigan. Or sorry, that team up north. Right, thank you. Sorry. As the second best team, only because I, I like what their co their coach, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, 
he's in his fourth year now, I believe, in Michigan, and this is where it really starts to show what kind of recruits he has, right? What he's going to do with those recruits. Um, their biggest question mark, I think, is that quarterback though this year, uh, possibly. Right. But I still like them as the next best team. Penn State has been was the, kind of the surprise of last year, yeah. how good they were. So I like them at number three. Wisconsin is probably number four by default. Right, I was about to say, you feel like you just have to say Wisconsin? I don't think I necessarily have to say Wisconsin, but it's like you can just mark them down as eight, nine, ten wins every year. Like eight, eight is the worst. Like they are probably one of the most consistent programs in the country. Right. So I like them at four. And then five, I could have like flipped a bunch of coins and just could have landed on someone. But I'll say Iowa because, again, their coach has been there forever. I could have gone with Michigan State too, but I'll go with Iowa just because I like what their their coach does and the way they play. But as far as playoff threats go, right. Ohio State I think is – I won't say shoe-in – but Ohio State and Michigan, I feel like, are the only two that are legit threats to make the playoffs. Yeah, so when I look at Ohio State's schedule, um, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me is, is not Indiana. I mean, I think that we it both know be. that uh, Ohio State will roll um, at some point during that game. Oklahoma, for sure, is the, is one of the games going into the season that excites me. Um, you know, because you, you want that big test in the very beginning of the season – one, if you lose, you're able to rebound. Uh, so I think even if Ohio State were to lose against Oklahoma and they still run through the whole Big Ten, I feel like that the uh, playoff selection committee has kind of shown their favor towards the Big Ten. Um, and so I feel like Ohio State would be safe with that. You know, if I'm looking at their schedule in a game that just scares me, it's definitely Michigan State at Ohio State. Um, being a Buckeye fan, you know the, the rats up north, you know I'm always nervous about them just because it's a big rivalry game. Uh, but Michigan State has had Ohio State's number at home. And I can remember numerous times where, even two years ago, right. Michigan State ruined Ohio State's season by coming into the horseshoe and beating them. So, But at the end of the day, I do feel like Ohio State is going to be that team that's going to go through the Big Ten and win. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if you want to go. Do you want to try and go through all the other big things, or do you we want can to kind of highlight a couple teams in each each conference, at least the Power Five? Okay. So uh, we we've kind of touched on the Big Twelve with Oklahoma. I mean, do you have anything else to say on the Big Twelve other than Oklahoma? I. It, it's just a hard conference to predict. Um, this is the first year they're going to have a conference championship game. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually going to change quite a bit that conference in general but you're looking at the state of Oklahoma pretty much you got Oklahoma yeah. and Oklahoma State are probably the two teams to look yep. at then you got you know the fish out of water West Virginia right. in the conference that could be a threat but I think those top two teams are where it's going to stay even with Stoops you know resigning, you know, retiring pretty much. Yeah. I think Oklahoma is still the team to beat in the conference. Yeah, that was a weird – I remember that. That was a weird day. Yeah. Going, what what just really happened? Um, you know, one of the sleeper teams that I saw is potentially Kansas State. Uh, Bill Snyder has been there, I feel like, also. He's been there forever. He's older than Dirt. Coach. 
Huh? He's older than dirt. He is older than dirt. Um, but he has a knack for every about five, six years, getting a team together and just having a pretty senior-driven team. And uh, I don't, I don't feel like anybody in the Big Twelve really sticks out to say, no. you know, we're dominant. You know, when you do think of one of those dominant teams in a conference, and really, you just your your mind goes to Alabama and the SEC, which. You know, I I would just say again, as much as I despise it, Alabama I think will run the a or the SEC again this year. Agreed. Before we get too far removed from the Big Twelve, a team to watch though. Okay. Speaking of your your Buckeyes, but is Texas okay. with, with Herman yeah. now new yeah. head coach? Yeah. With all those resources, I mean, you got you could. Texas could recruit just in-state players and Correct. field a, a championship team, Correct. it feels like. So I think they're a team to watch this year just to see how what kind of start they get off to and how that he has them playing throughout the year. But, yes, back to the SEC. Yeah. I, I mean, just like the Big Ten, it starts and ends with Ohio State. SEC, it starts and ends with Alabama. I mean, there's not much to say about them. They're a machine. Correct. Got Nick Saban, no matter what he's got going on, no matter what weird thing is going on um, in the media about his team, one player does something stupid, you know what, it doesn't matter. Yep. There's always somebody ready to step up and uh, resume the resume their place. Uh, there's been a lot of weird stuff going on with the SEC this offseason. Hugh Freeze kind of oh, just yeah. blowing it majorly. Um, you know, I think Kevin Sumlin from Texas A&M is, is kind of – overspent on all of his Johnny Manziel stuff and so now he's got to really start to say you know he's is he a good football coach or is he not a good football coach uh Florida you just went through some weird stuff with a bunch of guys uh, yeah getting suspended. a lot of suspensions but I still think they are probably the third best team in the SEC okay um I just I don't know I feel like they've been kind of just steady right the last you know six Seven years ever since Urban left. Right. They've had good teams and they just couldn't quite get over the hump. I just feel like this is the year they kind of take that next step, whether it's a big step, little step, but the next step uh, forward to the next level. You know, I'm not. I'm not an SEC fan. I really <laughs> don't have any desire for any school. I do believe that the second best team, just by the way that the conference breaks down, will probably be Georgia. So I do enjoy. Good Georgia, Alabama SEC championship game, and uh, let's look at, ooh gosh, let's look at that conference that just decimated Ohio <laughs> State last year and eventually went on to win the national championship. The ACC. Who do you got coming out of the ACC? I like Florida State. Uh, I, I think it's between Florida State and Clemson, but I'll give the nod to Florida State because like, how do you replace Deshaun Watson? How right. how do you do that? As good as your defense may be and as good as your skill positions are, Deshaun Watson was, I mean, I feel like he's one of a kind for a Correct. school like Clemson. Uh, so I, I like Florida State to come out of there. Um, and then not too far behind would be Louisville, and that, for the opposite reason, because of their quarterback, uh, I don't know why his name is completely spacing me right now, but he's unreal. Right. Uh, I can't think of his name either. Jackson. Something, whatever. Obviously, I didn't do my research. That's all right. Neither did I. So, I like Louisville down there. Uh, the problem is all three of those teams are in the same division. That's what I was about to say as well. 
So, I mean, whoever does come out of there... We'll go ahead and know. beat Miami. I think yeah. Miami would be that team that would come out of the coastal region of the ACC. Maybe Virginia Tech. The Hokies, they do have, like, this swagger to them. Uh, where, gosh, what's their home, st- home city? Blacksburg. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough place to go. Oh, yeah. So, but it's Florida State Clemson. I feel like it's their their conference to lose more than anything. Right. With Louisville, a possible, like, just, I, I won't even call them a sleeper, but just that team could, that could slide in. Yeah. The, so, Lamar Jackson. Lamar that's, Jackson. That's the there we that go. we're looking Woo! for. Uh, November 11th for the uh, ACC will be kind of that big. It, it, it will be the ACC championship game November the 11th. That's when Florida State plays Clemson, and we'll get a chance to see who's going to represent the ACC in the Final Four. Let's just jump ahead to – oh, my bad, my bad. Pac-12, I guess we should it's talk about It's easy to that. forget about them. They're Sometimes it is. Yes. Who you got? I think it, I think it's a two two team conversation. I, yeah, it is a two team race. Washington, who was in the playoff last year, and USC. USC, I feel like is I, they've been kind of underachievers the last couple of years. They've had a lot of talent, a lot of good players coming in, mm-hmm. and they just haven't done what they should. I feel like the death blow effects of Pete Carroll though are finally wearing off. True. They're getting the scholarships back that they need. They're getting the the caliber of player that you you would assume is an USC player. Right. Uh, their quarterback Clay Helton, um, you know, is one of those guys that you kind of think back to a Carson Palmer, a Matt Liner. Gosh, you had to say you hate to say Sanchez, but you know he actually <laughs> he was, did he play was great college football college, and was a yep. phenomenal college football, which, just side note for everybody that's listening right now, if you want to laugh just hysterically, you've got to Google search Matt Sanchez butt fumble and Mark. just... Matt? Mark. Mark. Dang it! It's okay. But yes, butt fumble. He was on my beloved Eagles for a little while. He was our backup quarterback and I hated it. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. But yes, that's it's the funniest play maybe in NFL history. Maybe he tried to change his first name to Matt. No, he would never do that. No, okay. He would never do that. All right. But so yes, it's a two-team on. race, USC-Washington, and then a couple teams, Stanford, again, they're kind of like the Wisconsin of the Pac-12. It's like, just right. chalk them up for at least eight, nine wins, and then they're going to they're gonna push anybody they play to the limit. A big game will be uh, Washington versus Stanford. I think that will help kind of clarify what we can see with Washington. Washington destroyed Stanford last year 44-6, to so uh, we'll see if Stanford has it in them to repay at home this year. The team to watch, though, is Washington State just because they have the mad scientists and Coach Leach. Yeah. <laughs> you know they're going to put up yards. Their offense is, is going to be good. Right. It's whether or not they can get enough stops. Um, I think that's definitely a team to watch out there, though. They could be... They could be to steal a term from March Madness bracket, a bracket buster. Yeah. Like, they could just beat a team that they're not supposed to be. Right. And just kill the hopes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're dream dashers. There we go. And they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. 
but they would potentially ruin a team's idea or Absolutely. dreams of making the playoffs. So let's let's just recap real quick because I think that Pac-12 is where you and I are going to differ. Uh, SEC, we both say Alabama. I agree. Ohio State out of the Big Ten. Yep. Um, out of the ACC, Florida State. I would say Florida State as well. Big Twelve. I like Oklahoma, but I don't think I like them enough to make the playoff. Right. Well, we're not talking about that yet. But okay. we're just saying. Yes, out of, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. I still like Oklahoma. I would say the same thing. So then the Pac-12, you have Washington, and I would pick USC. So you kind of alluded to it. So when we're looking at the four-team college you know, football playoff. Um, I think you and I both agree that the Big 12 will be left out yet again. I, I think it will. Um, unless the depth of the conference is a little better this year, yes, the conference championship game will help. Now, I would say, and I don't want this to happen, but if Oklahoma comes into Columbus, beats Ohio State, runs the table, you can't keep you can't. Oklahoma you out. You can't. Yes, I agree. If Oklahoma does... If that scenario plays out, yes, you can't leave them out. Yeah, and I mean America doesn't want that. America wants the Buckeyes in the football playoff, just so that either they have somebody they absolutely hate or that they absolutely whatever, whatever love. helps you sleep at night. It John. does help me sleep at night. All right, so uh, let's just kind of go through the seeds. Number one seed, who would you put? Uh, honestly, I think Ohio State does get it done against Oklahoma. So I think Ohio State will actually be the one. Okay, I uh, I would disagree. I feel like Alabama coming out of the SEC and just just the weight people put on the SEC is just stupid. But I do believe that uh, that the playoff committee will give that to Alabama. So I would say Alabama number one. You would say then Alabama number two. I would say Alabama number two. I think Alabama has that one loss this year. Really? I ju- I think the SEC is just too strong. Yeah, and it, it's man. If for some reason they come out unscathed, they deserve the one, but right. I just don't think they do it this year. Okay, so I would go Ohio State number two. Number three, I'd go USC. I would actually go Florida State. Okay. I would go Florida State as my third. And then number four, you would then go Washington. I would go with Washington. I would go Florida State. Uh, well, let's just not worry about who's going to win those because we're both kind of different on that. Who, who's coming out the champion of this college football season? I like, oh man, that's tough. If it plays out, I mean, it'd be Alabama, Ohio State, probably in the championship game. I think losing losing their offensive coordinator is going to hurt more than they realize at Alabama. Yes, you can smile really big. Yep. I'll say Ohio State. I mean, I would say the same thing. Uh, the stat that I'm holding on to going into – this college football season is any time Urban Meyer has lost a bowl game, he has come back the next year to win the national championship. They didn't just lose a bowl game last year. They, got, they didn't even show They up. got horribly embarrassed. Um, I feel like JT Barrett, just that senior leadership that he's going to have, he's been there before, everything is rolling. Uh, I, I would agree with you. Ohio State all the way, national championships. Cannot wait. I hate when we agree. Uh, <laughs> I do love it on this one. All right, guys. Uh, we've enjoyed this episode, and we hope you have too. Remember, put, fill out a poll uh, on our Facebook page. Let us know about the uh, top five movie uh, favorite movies of all time. Sports movies, yes, absolutely. 
If Caddyshack's not number one, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, also, before we before I forget, yeah, please go ahead. I'd like to kind of do a shameless plug for our basketball golf outing. Um, this year we're doing it at Presswick Country Club okay. over there in Presswick. Very nice. Uh, it'll be September 16th. That is a Saturday. It'll be a 1 o'clock start. Um, we are taking sign-ups for foursomes and sponsors. So if you have any interest in doing either one of those, you can contact one of the coaches, whether it be on the girls' or boys' side. Um all proceeds uh, are going to get split 50-50 between the girls and boys program. Um, we appreciate all your help. With that. And we are, we are, I mean, we are very big supporters of Danville Athletics, and um, nothing is free. And there are things that you have to purchase for each football season. One of the things that we love is to try and make that as uh, inexpensive as possible for student athletes, so that there's nothing that would ever hinder a student from being able to play sport that they love so any support you guys could give to that golf outing would be well appreciative um matt are you gonna be golfing during that outing yes i plan on being out there on the course would you have like a friendly wager with anybody like they are able Ooh. to beat you your score you know like you say go buckeyes on the podcast or anything like that no i don't right. do that can't okay I don't blame you. I've been trying to get you to do that for a while. It's not happening. It will happen someday. All right. It is not that day. All right, friends. Well, thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Stay tuned for more updates on the Casey Wood interview. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, support all, all sports. If you can get out there to anything, please do. I was at... A girls soccer game, boys soccer game, volleyball, and football this week. So yes. I was all over the place. All right. Stay classy, Danville.